on this episode of the Magic Business Podcast. And I would say this, especially in, in the sense of being prepared for things. A lot of people say, right, oh, you got to be in the right place at the right time. But it's being prepared for when the right time comes. Welcome to the Magic Business Podcast, where we share insightful and delightful inner secrets about the business of magic. This is where magic professionals present their real-life experiences and some of their most guarded secrets to help further your career in the magical arts. I'm your host, Christian Painter, in partnership with TheMagicOracle.club, where you can hear all of our magic business podcasts. If you've ever wondered how to get on commercials or television, this is the podcast for you. Harrison Lambert is a professional magician based out of L.A., you might know him from a viral magic video in which he starred that garnered over 30 million views. He is a graduate of the prestigious Groundlings School for Comedy and alumni of the Groundlings Sunday Company. He is also a professional actor, having appeared on the show Ghosted, American Housewife, and numerous other shows. He was in the movie The Incredible Burt Wonderstone as an actor and also performed a card trick in it. He has also been featured in many commercials, some of them as a magician. Welcome to the show, Harrison. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, I'm very interested in this interview because it's an odd subject for a lot of magicians, for a lot of mm -hmm. performers. And and here's what I'll tell you. I'll tell you what little I know, which is uh, I've seen quite a few magicians, in fact, even one here in town where I'm at, who has been on commercials. And I've sat around with people who have said, gosh, I wonder how you even get on commercials. And now, And now we have you who have been on many commercials and can give us the insight. I'll certainly do my best. Is it difficult to get on a commercial? Yes, uh, is the short answer. I, uh, I, li I like how <laughs> let's not put any, you know, candy coating on it. Let's get right to it. And that's perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's all, I mean, the industry itself is very difficult. There's a lot of different, facets you know especially in commercial for example one uh getting a commercial agent someone who's going to help submit you for commercials because it's it's very difficult uh on a to uh some uh, uh, more in a like a bigger city for example like i imagine in a smaller city you might be able to self-submit for things mm -hmm. and you could still self-submit and by what i mean by self-submit is you're on like uh, LA Casting or Actors Access are two big sites where they post uh, casting posts, auditions and stuff, and you can self-submit, which means you're controlling your who you're submitting for your own projects uh, or what projects you hope to audition for. Okay, now wait a minute. So this is interesting. I can go to these sites. Is, is there a list of projects? Yeah. It. Yep. So I believe uh, I, I haven't been. You you pay for like kind of a membership type of thing mm -hmm. where you pay for an account where you can, they'll post projects and you just submit for them. I um, go on this website. I see, oh, they're auditioning for something. And I think, oh, I can do that. Now, how am I going to submit? Do I submit some video of me doing it or? So if you're submitting yourself, you'd have an account and your account will have your resume, your headshot, and if you have a reel, which is uh, a, a bunch of clips of yourself on a video, uh, so that'll all be on your account. So you don't need to really add anything else. 
but with an agent, so that's unsolicited. And that's a, for me anyway, in my experience, that's been much more difficult to get seen. Um, on the other side, if you have representation, they're, they're submitting you for things. And most, most of the time, casting will defer to them and your reps on, on bringing you in for stuff. What if, you know, I'm not there yet, right? I don't, uh, I, but I want to make this connection. So what am I, who am I looking up? So I would say the first thing would be to look up if there are any commercial agents in your area. Um, and there are, those are agents who specifically focus on commercials because there are many different types of agents, literary, theatrical, commercial, voiceover, um, for everything. And you're look, if you're looking to do commercials, specifically a commercial agent's the person you want to find. The thing to keep in mind is, is that when they asked for the material, I had it to give them. And it's, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because people want to see that you do stuff, but you can't always do stuff without those people. And so a lot of times you have to start, especially in this industry, a lot of it at the beginning and throughout the whole thing really is what are you, what can you make do by yourself or what are you doing to continue to make content? What do you mean by material that you have material to give them? Be, be specific. What do you mean? For example, when I was uh, interviewed, when I went in to talk with my now commercial agents, they asked me to send them a reel. Now, I had just gotten out of college, so I didn't really have any professional credits. And wait a minute. I want you to be, uh, because there's going to be some listeners who don't know what a reel is. Gotcha. So a reel is a video of clips that you've edited together showcasing your material. So what some people might consider to be a uh, promo reel. Exactly. Uh, and so putting together a reel was super important because it's something you can show them, just like a promo reel. So with um, an agent, they'll want to see a promo reel of you doing whatever it is that you do. What is a great first step to get into this? I think a, a good first step is, especially if you're not familiar with how any of it works, is to sign up for a commercial acting class. There may be one in your area. I know like when I was, because I'm from Philadelphia, uh, they had one. I saw it in the local newspaper. There was a company, they taught commercial acting, voiceover acting, stuff like that. It was helpful to be to, to know, okay, this is kind of how the room feels. This is how, if you go in for an audition, this is how you can slate. This is, so you're, you're getting those practices all those things and start learning the terminology and understanding, okay, this is my mark. This is where I stand. I slate to the camera and then I, I do it. If I want to be in a commercial because I'm thinking magic, I might be going the wrong direction because you're really going in as an actor first. Yes. And I'll give you an example. So I did a commercial for McDonald's where I played a magician and they saw me and they saw a bunch of other magicians. And we all went in, and I actually I, I have a, a very a very funny story. It was funny to me anyway about the callback. But at the end of the day, we didn't have to do 
any magic in the role. It, it didn't need to be a magician. I ended up, the whole thing was me just pulling a silk out of a hat, but it was already preset. So I didn't need to do any magic, but they wanted people who I guess had experience as a magician, knew how to present as a magician. Understood. Okay. So yeah, so in a commercial, but the thing that they told me sold it was the improv that I did in the room. And and being able to do that was what got me the role. Wow. But in the in the <laughs> I went in, so we went in two at a time, and I went in with this other magician, and I was you know, in, in, depending on your region, depending on where you are, and in LA, it's a bit more relaxed in terms of what you wear. I was just wearing a sport coat, nice jeans, and a, and a button down. And this guy was in full magic regalia. <laughs> please it please was, describe what that means. He was, it, I believe it was a purple velvet jacket with a bow tie, tux, it, it was either velvet or sequence. It was one of the two. And he comes in. He has a big bag with all his props. And I came in there. I had a deck of cards in my pocket. And we always do what's called a slate. And a slate is introducing yourself. Usually you say your name. They'll, and they'll give you specifics on what they want you to slate with. And they said, can you slate? And uh, also tell us just a little bit about your magic experience. And this guy goes first, and he goes, my name is so-and-so. I've been doing magic for this many years, and I specialize in the art of surprise. And he just lit a flash paper and did an appearing cane. Okay. <laughs> Which is, in my mind, too much. <laughs> okay. Because he just lit this big fire in this, and these rooms are tiny. And I was right next to him. I didn't know he was going to do that. So he did surprise me. Mm -hmm. And I had a, just a deck of cards. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's where we're going with this. So I said, hi, my name's Harrison Lampert. I've been doing magic for so-and-so years. And I dabble in the art of cards. And I just threw a card, <laughs> um, which got a laugh. Well, he was trying to win the day with magic. And they're looking for an actor who maybe does magic. Yeah, and he also, it, it felt like he was trying, it, it almost felt kind of like he was overcompensating, like he was, he just overdid it. Right. And all they wanted, all they wanted was a slate. And then if you want to do something kind of crazy, save it for the, the audition. So there's a lot more to this than, than people realize. There's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, I think people think they're just going to walk in with a deck of cards and win the day. Sometimes it, it, you can, and some, there's really no set way where it works because there are people who I've seen who aren't great actors, but they're great at cardistry, and that's all the people we're looking for. And so there's no right answer. I'm just giving you from my experience what – because it also – sometimes it comes down to just how you look. Let's talk a little bit about the money aspect. So – this already looks like a lot of work. Am I am I gonna am I gonna get a you know what can I buy? Can I get a Tesla? What can I do? <laughs> if you do, uh, I'm sure if you do like a, a few national commercials around Christmas time in the Super Bowl, you might be able to. Um, <laughs> okay, so that's like the very top end in the commercial 
market, so to speak. Yeah, if, if like during Christmas, if you're in a commercial during Christmas, that you're usually making more per run mm -hmm. than you would be at, during a different time of the year. Or the same with the, if you have a Super Bowl commercial, mm -hmm. you'll make a bit more. So there's a, a, a few other things to break down in this. Yeah, yeah, please do. So because we don't know, like, do you just walk in and here's 2000 thanks for the commercial? Or, you know, how <laughs> well, does it work? Yeah, so that's one way to go. So there's union work and then there's non-union work. The pay scale is very different because the union makes sure that those that are working union jobs are, tr are paid appropriately. So let's say you book a non-union job. Chances are high that no matter what role you have in this, whether it's usually a non-union job is not going to be a national commercial. And a national commercial is a commercial that runs all over the country. If you get a non-union commercial, usually you get a, a, what's called a day rate. So you get paid for the day you work. And then you get what's called a buyout. So they will pay you a lump sum of money. And then that's it. You're done. You don't get any more money. And this is for the non-union. Correct. And what what might what pay range would that be in? Let's say, give me a give me a range. Uh, it could be anywhere from a five hundred dollar buyout to a two thousand dollar buyout. Um, which, if they run your commercial a bunch, is not a lot of money. So then you get a union commercial, and a union commercial is still it could still be local, regional, national. However, with union, you get scale what's called scale which is the base rate and you're looking at about maybe 900 to 1200 or so for scale and that's for the day rate and then you also get residuals so residual means every time the commercial airs you get a paycheck so you can make a decent amount of money will you make that money that is difficult to say because getting the commercial is the hard part because as soon as you get it, then you get to have fun and, and do the job, which is what you're auditioning for is to do the job. And so when you get the commercial, obviously on set, you know, it's, it's super important to when you're on set, to be prepared for what they're expecting of you because they're on a schedule and you want to make sure that you are not hindering that schedule. Now, what do so, you mean by that? How am I, how am I going to hinder it? Well, if you're not hitting your mark and your mark means where they tell you to stand. So if you come in and they'll need you because this is for camera, they need a very specific shot, which means they want you to stand in a very specific place and then deliver the line in a specific way. So you need to be able to do that. And then they're going to want to shoot it a couple times for either variation uh, or just as backups. And you want to make sure that you're able to hit it, deliver the line, hit it, deliver the line every time. And if you're doing a magic trick, I'm going to guess that we expect that magic trick to work. Exactly. I think most magicians think they're just going to show up, do a trick, and, and wow them and you know win the commercial and that's it and you know you're you're uh telling us a lot of stuff that's got to go on a lot of things we have to think about and except in rare cases for like card artistry it's probably going to be your acting that's going to win the day more than the magic trick 
Yeah, because I can do a double lift, and so can most other magicians. Let me go back to the SAG after thing for a moment. Mm -hmm. um, is there any negotiations that's going on? I mean, if I do win the win the part, so to speak, is is this set kind of in in concrete? What's going to happen, or can I negotiate a little bit? Usually, when you get an audition, you will get an email from the casting going, you have an audition. This is the date. This is the time. And also most auditions are the next day. If you want to, if you want to be in these commercials, this is a whole nother process. Yes. And oh, sorry, I didn't answer your original question, which was about the negotiations. Usually when you get your ticket, when you get your auditions ticket, which has all the information, it will say how much you're going to make. So you know how much you're going to make before you audition. And with all this work, because you've definitely said, here's here's all the work getting this commercial, finally getting to the part where you win it. And if I have, let's say, and I don't know exactly what that means when I say this, so I'm sure you'll have to help me, but I have a fairly successful commercial. I have a good commercial that runs well. In those initial things, I could be getting checks in the, in the, in the location of $1,500 a month or something like that. It can span from making, you know, $800 to then making four grand to then making $200 to, you know, it fluctuates. Right. And the, as the commercial plays, you're going to get a different check every month, a different amount, so to speak. Yeah. And sometimes it's not even, it, it's, it's not necessarily per month. It's usually per every few weeks or something like that. Wow. This is really interesting stuff. It's a very interesting process because... And obviously, we're all, it's always a learning process. The landscape is changing with everything that's been going on now. So a lot of auditions I've had have been either uh, self-tape or we've been doing it over like a Zoom call. Harrison, we're coming near the end of the podcast. And we're, we're on the magicoracle.club. And because we are the magic oracle, in this moment, you're the magic oracle. So you're the person everyone wants to know the information. And I like to ask this question, and it's a tough one. That is, I'm sure a lot of people come up to you and ask you, oh, how do I get in a commercial? And I'm sure that's not the best question to ask. What is the question you wish they would ask you? I think the thing I would say is, a better question I think would be is, how do I go about getting started in this? Or where do I go to get started in this? because that's going to lead you to the steps you need because as you as we you know we barely scratched the surface of all this and there's a lot of things to go about not just the business side of things but then also the performance side of things there's two different sides that you need to start understanding to get into this type of stuff they want to get to the end real quick, and you're saying, no, you, you should be asking me, where's the first step? Where's the door just to get into this room? It is not a quick process. A reoccurring theme I'm hearing in many of our business podcasts, which is be prepared before you get there. Like you were talking about already having that reel, um, already having something to show people before you walk in that room, so to speak. And, you know, I'm hearing that from a lot of you know the different business things that we that we talk about and i hope the listeners are are listening to that as well as don't if you don't have that if you don't have a reel 
probably let's not even go this direction yet, correct? Yeah, I, I would say just start trying to put one together, whether it's with material you'll shoot yourself. And I would say this too is, especially in, in the sense of being prepared for things, a lot of people say, right, oh, you got to be in the right place at the right time. It's being prepared for when the right time comes. Boom. Boom. I love it. That is right there. Right there. I think there, there is the whole comment of the show. Harrison, we are out of time. But holy cow, this was fantastic. Thanks so much for being on the show. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. Thank you for listening to our Magic Business Podcast. Please visit the magicoracle.club where you can hear all of our Magic Business Podcasts and enjoy a vast array of additional magical knowledge. I want to share with you one of my favorite quotes of Di Vernon. Magicians want to see artistic technique in an entertaining manner, and the laymen simply want to be entertained. Magicians will accept all magic that is either technically good or entertaining or even both, but laymen will accept only magic that entertains. As always, we at the Magic Oracle wish you continued success on your path to the magical arts.